Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Almighty God, today for being with us in this word. And we ask that you guide us and lead us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everyone. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Father, for you are worthy to be praised. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, I praise you, Almighty God. I praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we give you praise, O Lord. We praise your holy name. We praise you, O Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we praise your mighty name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, everyone. <coughs> Excuse me. That little cold air. <coughs> okay. We are going to... um pick up today in Acts 27, and we're going to finish the book of Acts. So let's get started. Uh, when it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some of the other prisoners were handed over to the citron named Juliet, uh, Julius who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. And we boarded a ship from Adramentium Adramitrium, about to sail for port along the coast of the province of Asia. And we put out to sea. Astarticus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us, and the next day he landed in Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there we put out to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there we put out to sea again and passed to the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. 
<clears throat> and when we had sailed across the uh, open sea uh, off the coast of Sicia to Pamphila, we um, landed at Myra in Lassia. And there the Citron found an Alexandria ship sailing from Italy and put us on board. We made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving off Sentas. And when the wind did not allow us to hold our course, we sailed to the Lee of Crete, opposite Salomon. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fair Havens near the town of Lassie. Much time had been lost and sails had already become dangerous because by now it was after the fast. So Paul warned them, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to the ship and cargo and to our own lives also. But the Sichons, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. And since the hopper was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that they would sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. And this was a harbor and creek facing both southwest and northwest. While a gentle south wind blew, began to blow, they thought they had obtained what they wanted. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Creek. Before very long, a wind of hurricane forces called the northeasterner swept down from the island, and the ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along as we passed to the lead of a small island called Cordia. We were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. And when the men had hoisted it aboard, they placed ropes under the ship itself in order, in order to hold it together. Now, fearing that they would run around on the sandbar, sandbars of Citrus, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent beating from the storm. The next day, they began to throw cargo overboard, and on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. And after the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up 
your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God who who I am and last night, an angel of the God whose I am and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men. If I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me, nevertheless, we must run around on some island. We must run aground on some island. Um, on the 14th night, we were still being driven across the Adirik Sea. When about midnight, the sailors sensed they were approaching land, and they took sounds, soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboats down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the citrons and the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboats and let it fall away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, we have been in constant suspense and have gone without food and haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need to be, you need to survive. Not one of you will, will lose a single hair from your head. And after he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. And then he broke it. He took some, uh, he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Although there were 276 of us on board, when they had eaten as much as they wanted, they, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain in the sea. And when the daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with a sandy beach where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. Cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudder. Then they hosed the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow struck fast 
and would not move, and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping, but the Citron wanted to spare Paul's life and keep them from carrying out their plans. <laughs> he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or on pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land in safety. Once safety on, safely on shore, we found out that the land was called Malta, and the islanders showed us useful kindness, unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. And when the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off his fire. Uh, I'm sorry. Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. And there was the estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and for three days entertained us hospital hospitably. Now his father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery, and Paul went in to see him. And after prayer, placing his hands on him, and healed him. And when this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came to be cured. They honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. Now, after three months, we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the um, that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods, Castor and Pollux. We put in at we put in at Sycos and stayed there three days. From there, we set sail and arrived in Fugrum. We arrived in Rehagrum. The next day, the south wind came up, and on the following day, we reached Putoli. Uh, Put and there we found some brothers who invited us to speak a week with them. And so we came to Rome. 
The brothers there had heard that we were coming, and they traveled as far as the form of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. And when we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. So these days, uh, three days later, he called together the leaders of the Jews. And when they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I have a, I have uh, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. And they examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crimes deserving death. But when the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar. Not that I had any charge to bring against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, we have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of the brothers who have uh, come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are, are, ta uh, are talking against the sect. And they arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even uh, larger numbers to the place where he was staying. From morning till evening, he explained and declared to them the kingdom of God and tried to convince them about Jesus from the Lord Moses and from the prophets. And some were convinced by what he said. But others would not believe. They disagreed amongst themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your forefathers when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to the people and say, You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's hearts have become calloused, and they hardly hear with their ears. And that is the truth of the matter, even to this day. And they close their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts. In turn, and I would heal them. I say this to people when I read this. If something you're looking at, um, you don't agree with, you're not sure about it, but it doesn't sound right, check it out. It doesn't hurt for you to look into it to see. Does it have merit? Does it hold up to the word of God? Is it right? If it's not, it doesn't hold up to the word of God. And even then, you're not sure. Pray to God and ask him. And you will get your answer. What does God say? Seek and ye shall find. Well, that's 
That's just the deal. Seek. He's telling you to look, to investigate. Okay? These people, they heard what he said. They didn't agree with it, but they didn't investigate it. So they just, you know, they let it roll off their backs. That's just nonsense. I don't believe that. I'm going with what I know. People still do that today, and this is where the problem lies. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. There's always someone out there that's going to listen, even if you don't, okay? For two weeks, uh, for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see, boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, and that is the end of the book of Acts. Okay, and um, we are going to stop here because we want to pick up fresh and anew tomorrow in the book of Romans. Okay, everyone, uh, let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you, Father, for all that you do in our lives. And Father, I ask Almighty God that this word today be a blessing to all those who are listening in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen, everyone. This is Mr. McDonald saying have a blessed evening and good night.